Utah narrowly escapes with a win versus Arizona. Washington fires head coach Jimmy Lake and USC versus Cal gets postponed due to positive COVID-19 cases. We're diving into it all in today's episode of Locked On Pac-12 Podcast. You are Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Pac-12 Podcast. I'm your host, Cindy Robinson. Uh, Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Joining me today is Brian Brown from Locked On Utes. Brian? We love to have you on here. You already know the deal. Um, But we have so much to talk about, and your Utah Utes are the first thing on the list. Versus Arizona was supposed to be a gimme. Now, I talked to you about this, about it possibly being a trap game, and neither you or Michael Luke were convinced that that was the case. Both of you claimed that there was no way the Wildcats would be able to put up a fight against Arizona. I mean, against Utah and that you the Utes were too dominant and then Saturday came and all I saw was disgruntled tweets from Brian Brown on my timeline about this game yeah I mean look they won okay bottom line and number number one number two had Utah been able to block on the punt team they would have won by 18 they held Arizona to 12 points in the second half seven of those were gifted to them by the Utah punt team they held the ball for an eight minute 15 play drive in the fourth quarter as Arizona was trying to mount a comeback so I'm not gonna stand here or sit here I guess technically and say that it was the best game ever but I think that Utah got out of Tucson with a win. It was a gritty win. Uh, it was a lackluster uh, effort, I think, due to a lot of different reasons. They were down Tavion Thomas, their number one running back. Uh, they lost their number one corner to injury within the first quarter. In fact, on the very first drive for Arizona, uh, traveled without Kareni Reed, linebacker. So, you know, we can make excuses all day for Utah. It wasn't their best effort was the bottom line. Uh, but I think there's uh, some good things to take from this game anyways. You know, it's tough. And, and listen, all y'all out there in California who never experienced cold days and, 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 and you know, wind and snow like we do in Utah, for, for, for those folks, it's 80 degrees is great. Uh, for us, it's balmy and sometimes even too hot. Uh, and I think you saw that with Nick Ford having to leave the game with multiple cramps. Uh, you know, a few Utah players did. So, like I said, a lot of factors go into this game. But Utah got the win. Uh, and while it wasn't pretty and I didn't enjoy watching it, uh, a, a W is a W. And we'll eat that W all day long. Oh, no. Do not give me the Jameis Winston. Eat the, please don't eat any W's on this podcast. I'll save, I'll save, I'll save the visual for everybody. Uh, while it may not have been pretty, yes, you did walk home with the win. Probably should have walked home, honestly, after how they played. But, At least um, with the bus because they didn't deserve to fly. But that's okay. Yeah, yeah I, I think you're going to have games that aren't always going to look the prettiest. I think what matters is pulling out the win because – at the end of the day, all that matters is the W or the L in that column at the end of the, you know, with the results. And so it's not hindering you guys in the South and taking away your chances of winning that title at this point. No one cares how you get the win. It's just get the win. Um, hopefully, though, 
Utah is able to clean up those mistakes and get ready for their next opponents because I don't be- I believe that the next two opponents that they have are not going to be easy. Um, for you, Brian, we talked about this. You don't expect Utah to win out uh, the rest of their games. You would like them to, but they're in a position to where they don't necessarily have to. And I think that's a good thing because their next opponents are the Oregon Ducks who are sitting at number four in the college rankings, uh, you know, top four for those college ranking football playoffs. And they're playing just like they belong there. While the game against Washington State wasn't a complete blowout for them and just an overall dominant performance, they did show what they needed to do. And Washington State did not show up like they needed to. So for you – Knowing the team that you just saw play against Arizona, there's no way they can play a performance like that against a team like Oregon. No, and and I also wouldn't expect them to. You know, I I think some of it was a little bit of sticker shock because Arizona got up on them early, fourteen to seven. Uh, Utah fought, fought back and took you know scored a touchdown in a minute twenty there right before half. Arizona came out and had a good drive uh, to start the third quarter, but it was it was mostly Utah in control. And if you look at the stats. Uh, you know, it kind of favors that. Utah had 470 yards of offense uh, against this Arizona defense, and, and that was supposed to be a strength of theirs. Again, the biggest thing I think when you look at this game and moving forward is that you've got to eliminate special teams miscues. It's the same thing that doomed you uh, against Oregon State. It almost doomed you uh, against Arizona again, and, and that's, you know, that was a key part of Kyle Whittingham's uh, press conference was you know, making a point of they have to fix that against Oregon. But these are two very similar teams. Uh, I think if you go uh, based on the numbers, I should say, but if you look at talent versus talent, Oregon is is far ahead of Utah. Okay. Fair enough to say we're, you know, putting it out there. But I would not hate to see Oregon go down. Although at this point, I think I would prefer to have a Pac-12 team in the college football playoffs. And so I don't know if I want – you know, that loss to hinder their chances and hinder our chances of seeing. I think the Utah fans are even divided about this one because they understand how important it is to the conference. And, yeah. and you know, so I think, you know, your personal, be, yeah. right. Your personal goals versus the goals that are going to better be better for the everyone and the greater good. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Cause at the heart of it, if you're a real competitor, you want to win regardless of what's at stake. <laughs> It, well, and, and I think the one thing that's going in Utah's kind of direction for this one is that they're going to likely play again in the Pac-12 championship game yeah. if everything goes according to plan. So, right. you know, a rematch, a little, uh, little extra juice for that, a little revenge leads for good storylines, right? Yeah, fair, fair. Not all right, like you we... want to get revenge on me, you know, for all the trash that I talked, uh, you know, previously or anything like that, right? Coming up next, we will be discussing the staff changes that happened over at Washington uh, just yesterday. So, yeah, the not necessarily shocking, but eh, we kind of saw it coming. But for all you college football fanatics, have you heard about Price Fix? Price Fix is daily fantasy made easy. Price Fix is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world, and they offer all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players that you might have never even heard of. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of the users that deposit and use the promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use promo code 
locked on. You're, uh, you pick two to five players and then over and under on their projections, and then you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks allows mixed sports entries, which basically means you can take the over on LeBron, combine it with the under on Mahomes, all in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's literally that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals, so don't hesitate. Check out pricepix.com and use promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Pricepix is daily fantasy made easy. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Shout out to all you listeners for making this your first listen of the day. Uh, We are free and available on all platforms, so make sure you continue to listen. Okay, so on Saturday, I mean, no, sorry, Sunday evening after being suspended for the Saturday matchup, uh, head coach Jimmy Lake was fired by UW, and it was announced Sunday evening. Sorry, I'm trying to make sure I get all these dates and stuff right. But yes, he was suspended earlier last week for his actions after or on the sideline of a game with a student athlete. Um, And now that suspension has turned into a more permanent situation. And that is Jimmy Lake is out and we're wondering who's going to be in next. But before we dive into the who could possibly be taking over the roles, uh, Brian, we talked about how, you know, there's certain levels of going too far as a head coach, as a leader, as an adult, you know, in that position. And clearly it was thought to be that, you know, first the suspension shown that, you know, others agree that was a little too far. But do you, I don't even want to say, do you think, I think it's very obvious that not only was that situation one of the things that came into factor, but the play of UW as well this season. And so I think that situation was more of a draw that broke the camel's back type of situation rather than the only reason why he's losing his job right now. Uh, That's a tough one because I think um, really what I think it was is that this situation was kind of the culmination of of a lot of things that have been happening already, right? Um, So the straw that broke the camel's back for sure. Uh, I think once it came out that there was another incident like this in 2019, that was really, you know, a, kind of a doomsday scenario for Jim. Okay. I think the question at that point was more, you know, is he going to walk with money or not? Um, which the, the the school did end up just firing him without cause. So so they'll pay that and whatnot. But uh, it was a really rough start to the season, and Washington never recovered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, recruiting for them has gone downhill since Chris Peterson left, and that's an absolute uh, disaster because that program had been doing super well on the recruiting trail, being very competitive. Not a disaster for us. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Cougar fan no. talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and attendance was dwindling, and I think the fan base had become disillusioned. Really, what triggered all this, I think, was the hiring of John Donovan, the offensive coordinator. And that was one of those moves that everybody was like, huh? <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, to start the season, a guy that, that really just didn't have it at this level. And, yeah. And to, you know, I think that was part of the, the cronyism, if you will, with Jimmy Lake, you know, there were players that didn't like him or didn't get along with him. And they ended up in the portal really fast once he took over. Mm. So, you know, overall, I think, you know, like you mentioned, you know, it, it's a great day for Coug fans, you know, uh, I think, it, and, and everybody else who's, who's had to deal with the Huskies for the last few years, because it, it just, it you know, wasn't the same team. But at yeah. the same time, I think the scary part is, is what, you know, who is it that takes over there next now that Lake's gone? And that is probably where I will regret saying <laughs> um, good for us because I'm sure the idea is bigger and better. And moving forward, you know, you want to bring someone in that's actually going to maybe not necessarily revamp the program, but bring it back to where it was headed, right? In the prominence and, you know, more of a dominant. Uh, place in the Pac-12. And so when you think of coaches that can take a team there um, from the rumors of names that I've heard, obviously one of the names that stood out is Chip Kelly, which is kind of weird because now it's like, are you just going to bounce through the Pac-12? Is that really a viable option for UW? Um, Maybe in a sense of he was in the Pacific Northwest, so we know he doesn't mind, you know, that area. Probably really knows it well because Oregon's not far from Seattle. And, you know, r- running in the same circle of recruiting and all of that for sure. So, and then not to mention same conference, obviously. But do you think he's even up to that? You know, I feel like he's still developing whatever he's trying to do at UCLA. And this year was a pivotal year for them. And for sure, a climax of a year for them. I don't know if this is how he would want to leave out there. I feel like he's right on the brink of accomplishing something great there. Um, But granted, uh, he will be losing DTR and he'll have to groom another quarterback and a whole other new offense. So there are some, you know, pros and cons away there. Could you see Chip Kelly leaving UCLA to head to UW? I think it's a possibility strictly because the the rumor mill kind of circulating down there in L.A. is is not in his favor right now. Now, mm-hmm. UCLA did become bowl eligible for their first time under Chip. It's likely that they're going to finish 8-4. and four. Um, They're doing pretty well on the recruiting trail right now in, in, in terms of, of where they stand in the rankings. And, and obviously, stars and rankings do not mean everything. We always right. need to clarify that. but. Yeah, you know, it's the metrics that we have in front of us for the time being to, to make those kinds of evaluations. Um, you know, if he does stay in in Westwood, he's going to have to make some moves. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that they can hold on to the defensive coordinator uh, there for much longer um, you know, just because the defense has been pretty porous and, and, and not – uh, really grown or developed, whereas the offense has become excellent, you know, and I yeah. think, you know, they've really established the offensive line there. They've gotten some good playmakers, you know, they're starting to pipe guys back into the NFL. So like you said, they're kind of on the cusp of a breakthrough, but if people are already disillusioned with a Ch- Chip Kelly uh, experience at this point and, and they're to, you know, to, I don't think it's fair, but I think there were fans that were always kind of uh, against the whole experience because I think mm-hmm. they thought it was just going to be a rerun of Oregon and it hasn't. Yeah. Been. yeah. Know, he's developed his own thing in his own program. 
Um, but that all would, you know, a fresh start maybe would do that. And, and Washington's got deep pockets and it's a great fertile recruiting, uh, uh, prospect. Yeah. Uh, But that, you know, being said, like Kelly's culture, the sports science stuff, everything that he brings in to establish, it takes a little bit of time to implement. And so maybe that would be the biggest deterrent for him. For you, um, are there any other names that you feel like might fit the bill better or maybe, a just a more realistic option. Well, it's it's weird because in this coaching cycle right now, I think we're seeing a lot of um, you know interconference uh, kind of conversations. The natural choice to me would be Justin Wilcox, right? It- Is that really a natural choice though? Like to me, if you see that he's not doing the greatest with the team that he has right now. Like what would make you be like, Ooh, I want him to come to our, our uh, team. Cause even though we're in the same conference and we don't see that team doing so much better, we think he could do it better here. Like that's not, you know, that's not really clicking for me. (laughs) And and that's, I, I think, you know, there's some weight to that conversation, right? Because, uh, on one hand, Cal has not been great. On the other hand, what does Cal have to work with, right? It's an athletic department that's in massive debt. The stadium is built on a fault line and could fall apart at any minute. Um, they have not committed resources or, or really anything to recruiting. You know, his yeah. his, his, his his buyout is minimal. Um, his guarantee is, is, I believe, for another three or four years. Uh, that being said, outside of this season, Cal's been respectable, just not deep enough, right? And I think they have developed a culture of defense. I think the biggest problem with Cal is the same thing that you know Washington's experienced right now. Like he's a defensive-minded head coach. He did coach at Washington previously, so he knows everything there, right? Yeah. Is he going to be able to bring in an offense that can fire and get you know Washington rolling? Because that's been the biggest problem. Well, these are questions that we will hopefully have answered sooner rather than later. But I think what we'll do is revisit this conversation as more rumors about who could be up for the job or who UW may be pursuing, um, you know, comes available. We also have other Pac-12 teams that will be looking for head coaches as well. So we have a lot to talk about in the next few weeks. Offseason, as it's rolling closer by, like, you know, we'll have things to talk about still when it comes to football, even though we'll be making that shift towards basketball very soon. Um Coming up next, we'll actually be discussing Cal versus USC and why it was postponed since we were just talking about Justin Wilcox. Like, no better segue, right? That just makes all the sense in the world. Uh, for those of you that haven't tried a built Bar by now, you're definitely missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it doesn't taste like one at all. You have to try one of these amazing bars to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Bilt Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. Another great thing about Built Bar, there are so many mouthwatering flavors, including coconut, coconut almond, raspberry, 
mint brownies, salted caramel, double chocolate. You see, do I need to keep going? Like you get the point, right? So go ahead and head on over to billbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at billbar.com. Okay, Brian. So I think this is the first time this season that this has happened. Uh, somehow we've made it to dang near the end of the season without having any uh, cancellations due to COVID-19 protocols or positive cases, whatever the case may be. Well, that ended going into week 11 with USC versus Cal being postponed due to positive COVID-19 cases out of the bay. Um, it was just reported by Cal, I think themselves, they sent out a press release announcement saying that they did have a few positive COVID-19 cases on their team. And so that fielded the whole uh, postponement of the game. Now, I don't know exactly when they'll be running that game back. Um, but I think both teams would love to have the opportunity to do it. I know USC, oh, can USC make, I think they have to win what, two more? To win a ball to get to a bowl game, so they definitely want to face um, Cal for sure. They want to, they want their chances at making a bowl game if it's even possible for them. Uh, this weekend will be very crucial for them for that reason. So, yeah, it's oh they have UCLA left BYU BYU, and we already know how BYU been playing, mm -hmm. at least against the Pac-12 Conference. They have not lost a game, and they have played, was it four teams out of the Pac-12 this five? season? I think five? It's five now, right? Washington Arizona, State, Arizona, Utah, Arizona State, Utah. There you go. That's four. Oh, Washington, Washington State, Arizona State. Utah. Utah, Arizona. Uh, uh, Arizona, right, and Arizona State. I said that already. Let's do this again. ASU, Arizona, Utah, mm -hmm. Washington State. There's another one there that I can't remember right now, but I, I know that they're it's either four and zero or five and zero. Either way, we're tragic right now. Brian might go look it up. I don't know, but um, that's needless to say, it's not going to be easy for USC to get those last wins that they need to make a bowl game. So they'll definitely be needing to play against Cal to get that possible win. I don't know though. I'm not going to just assume that Cal is just going to give it to them, but that's one of their best chances because UCLA is a tough opponent and BYU has been a very tough opponent for PAC 12 conference. Um, as far as the COVID cases go, I want to say, I hope all those student athletes are feeling better and are okay and are healing and recovering, but I wonder, is it a lot to say about how the Pac-12 has decided to have their protocols in a sense of like why we haven't had this be an issue this whole season? I don't even know if it's been any games postponed in the whole college football system, if this is the first one or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the first one. And it's it's I think it's less the Pac-12 and more the city of Berkeley and the Berkeley and the county health department that's really kind of caused this issue. And it's been a really bitter back and forth between them and, and the university and the football team because this is a team that had a 99% vaccination rate, right? And, and so it was supposed to be they, they didn't have to quarantine all these guys for 14 days, and yet 
here they are, you know, playing under the same circumstances as last year when when no one was able to be vaccinated. And so I think that's really frustrating for Cal, for the program, mm-hmm. for the players. You know, we saw Chase Garbers t- to Twitter and, and, and say that they had been diligent and trying to keep it under control. You know, right. and, and I think really what's happened here is that a team is being punished more for the quote unquote sins of the society rather than mm-hmm. it is their own, you know, lack of, of um, diligence. And, and I think that's re- got to be really frustrating, right? Like, I don't definitely, know. Definitely frustrating if you felt like you've been doing all that you can do and need to do um, on your end and then something happens and it's out of your hands. And at that point, it's like, it's unfair because you're just working within what is going on and right around you. You can't really help that. You can't control what others do. Um, there should be more protection for those student athletes. If you're asking them to take the field and obviously they want to, but if you're asking them to take the field and be there for practice and risk their health, then you should be making sure that the surroundings and the proper protocols are in place to protect those student athletes. Uh, I think a lot of times we forget that while yes, most of them are young adults over 18 or whatever, these are still somewhat kids that are in your care, whether or not you want to see it that way or not. I just feel like that is the case, especially when, a parent, you know, sends their kid off to a university and puts their kid's hands, I mean, their kid's life in the hands of coaches and, you know, administrators. So right now, yeah, it's fair to say that they're failing these student athletes. Um, Hopefully they do get the opportunity to make up that game before the bowl eligibility situation, you know, becomes an issue. (laughs) Right. Um. I will be looking out for that date so we can update you all on what's going on there and whether or not they will actually replay that game or play that game, not replay that game, play that yeah. game, reschedule that game. Um, but other than that, tentatively lot- rescheduled for, I think, December 4th now, isn't it? Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know if they had an official date yet. Okay. And I don't so know tentative- if that one's been official or if that's just been the rumor that's been floated Throw out there. Out there? Yeah. Okay. Well, next, next, we'll have an official answer between, for you soon. Yeah. Between that and not knowing BYU's schedule, we're 0 for 2 on the actual schedule <laughs> news. But that's Look, okay. We, we, were we got so Utah amped, down. Right. We were so amped to talk about all this news. And we're like, yeah, we probably forgot some minor details that we probably should have known. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, thank you for tuning in and making Locked On Pac-12 podcast your first listen of the day you can find uh the podcast on all platforms uh that you listen to podcasts on and then also a like comment and subscribe on youtube locked on pack 12 podcast we're giving you more and more ways to view and listen to the content and then follow along on twitter at lo underscore pack 12 you can follow locked on youths on twitter at locked on youths <laughs> And then follow Brian at Brown Bear SLC and me at underscore Cindy Robinson. And then make sure you listen to Locked on Youth on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you made this your first listen of the day? Well, go ahead and make one of the other conference shows your second listen of the day. There's Locked on SEC, Locked on Big 12, and Locked on ACC. All conference shows giving you everything you need to know about those conferences. Uh, we're getting into basketball territory now, so... The content is just going to keep flowing. I promise you that. We will not be light on any discussion at this point. So, yeah, check those out and make sure you don't hesitate because it's free and available on all platforms. Other than that, make sure you stay locked on Pac-12 on the Locked On Network.